0: in this episode of we are the matriarchy stephanie sarah and kristen go deep to break down one of the phrases in the true detective season finale which considers spiral patterns and how to rise above them to enact real change in our lives The topic of Pilates and walking pads sparks a discussion on embodiment practices and how being in union with the body has immense value. The queens seem to touch on a little of everything in this brilliant edition, which shows you how to relax into the body and heal from the same old spirals. Hello and
1: welcome to the next episode of What Would Venus Do? Um, We're just talking about Pilates actually because we started this call a little bit later because Sarah went to a class um, because she was feeling some stagnancy and really needed to move some energy around and Kristen actually has never been to a reformer Pilates class so Kristen, if you have any questions.
0: Well yes, I was just I was just asking my uh, sisters of we are the matriarchy because we all have a background. We've all at different times become yoga instructors. and the line of exercise that we've all always sort of fallen into is different uh, types of yoga. Most recently, probably the three of us had, a love affair with kundalini yoga. And I just had sort of noticed maybe over the summer, summer 2023, that both Stephanie and Sarah had uh, gone into a journey of being more about Pilates. Oh. And so I was just, at, I wanted to ask the two of you how, how you uh, made that, transition it feels to me like Pilates is a bit more aerobic and to really work on toning the muscles and just something a little bit different than yoga like the three of us have always done so I just wanted to uh, have you both explore that. Yeah Sarah do you want
2: to? Yeah I'd love to because me and Steffi did kind of start around the same time but this is my with yoga and actually Pilates isn't necessarily more aerobic than than flow yoga right if we're doing seated and um yoga in like static postures then yes it's Pilates is more aerobic but we're, we're doing like vinyasa flows they're very aerobic so there's just wanting to um kind of explain the Pilates as well as I possibly can because I'm not a teacher or anything but essentially for me what ended up happening is this yoga if not taught by a highly skilled professional and this is true for every exercise science um, can be deeply damaging to your body and um kundalini yoga is no exception because you need to come at everything with a level of consciousness when you're doing it and unfortunately most people in our modern world are just not conscious of their bodies and so when you're doing specific repetitive motions some in kundalini some in regular mostly in in regular yoga like for example chaturanga has like destroyed my back and my lower back um if you're doing those types of things without having the consciousness that's that's really really required, like you're in your body you're not disassociated from it these any type of exercise, including lifting weights um running you know the list goes on can be really, really damaging to the to the form and Pilates is one of those things for me that is getting deeper and more into a subtle layer of energy, because it's almost like there's this um, gross, and I don't mean it in the disgusting way, but there's this like gross level of matter that we're dealing with when we're dealing with specific types of exercises. Um, And when you're, you're doing them, if you don't have a really good instructor or you don't have a really good personal trainer, then you will end up dumping energy into the same old places that you always dump it, creating more likely misalignments in the body that are already there instead of cleaning them up or clearing them up. Whereas Pilates, you really kind of breathe air into all of the little crevices of your body that you don't necessarily pay attention to. Or you don't have the access to because you just haven't been given the um, articulations within your, within your form. Nobody's asked you to put it into these positions. And so there's kind of an expansiveness and it's like multiple channels opening up. If you think about it, like in, um, in Eastern philosophy, how there's the chakra system, It's like if everything in regular exercise, it's like everything's going through the seven chakras, but when you're doing Pilates, it feels like it's opening up these other meridians and these other channels to put the energy towards, I guess, the the mini chakras that are in existence all around your body. So that's just me saying like, it's been a journey for me to become more aware of my body. And as I become more aware I've taken out the adrenalized focus, right? So the um, aerobic focus where I want to lift my heart rate up to such a point that I get all of these endorphins rushing into me that I'm in almost a completely different headspace. In a sense, it's almost like taking a drug, whereas I want to work more subtly with my energy so I don't need to have kind of one of these big giant releases to feel better in my body. And so I'm not causing any damage while I'm young in my body that my older self is then going to have to uh, correct for. So, so that is my little Pilates spiel. Stephanie, I feel like you feel similarly, but I'd love to hear your feelings on it.
1: Yeah. So we all come from a yoga background, like Kristen was saying, and we 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 have the gift of being trained instructors and having all that wisdom about the body so that every time we went to a yoga class we were coming in with that wisdom now whether or not we were going to use it or not is another story but a lot of people in those classes don't have the understanding of like the pelvic floor and how you're supposed to align it and engage the core in order to hold different balance postures and there's just depending on what teacher is leading the class, there's just not as much awareness of the subtle body cues like Sarah was saying. And in Pilates, I do feel like I'm working my entire body, all the like little chak chakras in every little corner. Um, But also on the reformer, it kind of forces you to be in alignment. So you can see when you're putting more weight on one leg and you like, you literally can't do it. Like you have to correct yourself in order to be able to do the posture. So the person who designed the reformer is an absolute genius. And so I feel more in my body when I'm doing Pilates, because it's, it's challenging me in a new way. And I'm really, really focused on the alignment on all of the subtle adjustments. But I did also bring that into a vinyasa practice. But sometimes when you're going to a class, the teachers kind of rushing you through, if you're taking a vinyasa class, it feels like the pace can be rushed. And, you know, you're not able to really drop into the body and into all of those subtle cues you can drop in with the breath and be like inhale exhale and like speeding your body around but you can drop into the breath and drop into all the subtleties of your body in a Pilates class is what I've found so I've really really enjoyed it and there's also something I I go to club Pilates which is like a franchise and there's a class called a cardio sculpt class where you use like this spring jump board or something at the bottom of your where your feet go on the reformer and you like jump. And that class is also really, really fun. And I feel like I'm like moving a lot of my chi in that class. And so there's different variations on it. And I've really enjoyed the jump into pilates. I I was curious about it for a while and then Sarah was visiting on the summer solstice actually and she's like why don't we go to a class? So I went to the intro class, immediately signed up and have been going. <laughs> Typical passion with me going yeah. 5 days a week every single week. Absolutely obsessed. I, I feel like I could be there all day on that reformer I want to yeah. I know there was the class that I just left a lady was in those
2: in the last class and took the class the next class so she was double dipping too but you know just to wrap this up quickly on my end I just wanted to mention yoga is amazing but the west has bastardized yoga I mean it just is what it is and going to a instructor who doesn't think about their own body and got a 200 hour training, you know, like I did, which I did. So I'm like thinking about going to an instructor like me in the beginning when I hadn't had a lot of, I mean, I could have, you know, it just, there isn't a lot of awareness. And I studied with someone named Jodi Dahmerstad. And, you know, I highly suggest anyone who's interested in yoga to go look into her because she's more, about yoga as it should be for the individual. And she teaches yoga therapy. And obviously, Kristen too teaches yoga and her approach is far, at least in my experience, Kristen, you can speak to it yourself, but far slower and more intentional than what we have created as a Western approach to yoga in mass. And so I just don't, um, you know, Jody showed me in many ways, the ways that yoga and what we're doing in the West that we're calling yoga are not the same thing at all. And of course the purpose of yoga is union, but it's with the, the body and the the mind, the body and the personality, the body and the spirit. Um, it's not about aerobic exercise and it's not about moving your body so fast that you disassociate from it. Right. So um, I just want to say like huge fan of yoga, but I'm very, selective when it comes to who I'm getting taught
1: by yeah I'm just going to echo one second I'm just going to echo what Sarah said about Kristen's classes are otherworldly so Kristen take the mic now
0: (laughs) thank you both you know I am a whore for yoga and exercise in the sense that I'm listening to the two of you and hearing about these classes that you're taking and I'm just sat here so jealous <laughs> and envious to that to be to be able to have the luxury of time in your weeks to to give yourself that 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 freedom in your body and to feel that good and I'm sat here nursing an almost 4-month-old baby and I joke that I'm a, like I'm a whore for exercise because if I can roll out my mat and do maybe 3 minutes of some form of stretch or or cat and cow before Archer starts to kick off for me to pick him back up again. Then that was that was success that was successful. So I really I'm embarrassed and I'm ashamed, especially on the back of what the two of you just said. That my classes as a teacher and as as a yoga instructor are 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 quite special, and I thank you. I I agree with you both. I agree with you both, but that I myself aren't really doing doing the practice like at all right like like a, like at all right now in my life and and i and i miss it so much and i would love to attend a pilates or try to go to the gym and just even to take an hour for myself but right now i just i've had to really i've had to really kind of lower my expectations i think um, as a for instance, <laughs> beyond the computer screen right now, I have about seven loads of laundry, half of them folded, and the ones that are folded have sat there folded for five days. So I I I can do one part of it, but then they sit there for another five days until I can actually have the time to put them away. And then the other half, the pile is... um is not folded, but all clean. So my life goes something like this now, where if I can accomplish maybe like two of the 11 things that I have to do on my to-do list in a day, that was a successful day. So um, yeah, I just, I went off in a different direction, but just in response to um, that, That I'm, yeah, that I'm just, I'm envious and I'm, and I'm so uh, happy to hear from you both that you're able to be in your bodies and give of yourself to your body in that way. Because right now I am at a time in my life where I'm, where I'm not able to, and I know how good it would be for me if I, if I was able to, because as we know, when you, you know, when you can give of that self-love to yourself and feel that good inside, then that's going to reverberate out. And you'll be able to share that with, with all those um, around you in your life. And yeah, I could really.
2: (laughs) Well, and I just want to say, like, I would also argue that the Point of yoga is to have like a union with your body but you can do that while you're nursing your son you know like you can do that in every mundane task if you're present for it and so yeah of course it's it's awesome like to be able to go out and go to class I'm not gonna try and be like you you're you're fine just you know be feeding a baby on your on your boob And you don't need any classes, you're good. But uh, of course, it'd be nice to have some space and some time to actually be treating yourself. But I wouldn't characterize you as someone who's been out of practice for months because I think that your practice is where you are, you know?
1: Yeah, that's like the biggest test (laughs) of the strength of that union is being still like here, you are sat nursing um, archer. Like for you to be present there, like that, that is a testament to all of the years that you practice yoga and how you continue to carry the practice
0: through you. Because, yeah, I love you both saying that, and it's a perspective shift that I needed because I think I am aware of that. That I've just gone with lower expectations, the ability to be very deeply, deeply present throughout each day just in the, in the roles that I have as a mother of, of, of two small children. And, and I'm not, and I used to get, and I used, and to be honest, I, I would used to get angry if I, if I would, if I would try to take five minutes for myself and it was interrupted and I would, and I would think, damn it, you know, I was, I was, I was just needing to take a little time there. And, But I've stopped doing that because I've I've just dropped into this place of utter acceptance that this is the way it is right now. And to both of your points, I I will again be able to take a Pilates class or go to the gym or, or, you know, or 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 take a luscious yoga flow to myself one day. I'll be able to do all those things again, just. That right now I'm kind of pulling from that the way you both describe that reserve of all the mindfulness practices that I I have adopted over the years that they're that they're really coming into uh, play now in my life just in a different version of and. I didn't, I didn't realize that I didn't realize I was doing that until this, until this call. Yeah, it's, I, I kind
1: of have, I wouldn't say like the opposite of what you're talking about, but like I, it's, it's crazy how the positioning of the body, how you're holding your body can like affect your mood too. So we'll go off on a little bit of a tangent. Um, I put in long hours in front of this computer screen. And I was noticing how I got a standing desk and that helped a lot with my mood. But I would kind of get fidgety, you know, going from one leg to the next. And then I would sit eventually throughout the day. And then things, like, started to really – I feel like my mood really started to cave in, being hunched over the computer. And so in order to combat all of that, I've gotten a walking pad. And so I spend most of the day walking while working. And I cannot explain oh, to you oh. how happy it, – it just, like – it just – completely changes my mood and my perception of my workday. So just want to share that recommendation. And that's not to say like it makes, that's not to say that it should, um, I don't know, this could be the, the walking pad could be a product of the patriarchy trying to increase productivity but at least it makes me feel better as I'm doing my work. Oh my
0: gosh, Flower, can you can you just expand on like what that is and just another side note to add to what you're talking about is uh m- my husband has a a standing desk as well and and like you as a com- you know computer job works from home and he had shared with me that he read recently you'll love this that um that there is a Uh, studies done that sitting at a computer for long hours is worse for your body than long-term than smoking yes Mm -hmm. than smoking and drinking and that that has a far worse impact is that just stationary sitting all the all the time is, is worse for you how cra- how well it's not crazy when when you think about it but so I wanted you to then flow back uh, oh into yeah that
1: I I've read that too it's wild so I just wanted to drop that here as like a suggestion for anyone who's feeling their mood be really impacted throughout the day and you know I don't know think about getting a walking pad like I said, it could be a product of the patriarchy trying to increase
0: productivity, but but if you need to get off, <laughs> if you need to get off your booty and move it's, around, it's, then... it's good for that,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Sarah, do you have anything to say right now in this moment about the walking pad or just generally? Uh- Generally, anything. What's what's well? No,
2: I mean just to say, like you know, as far (laughs) as the walking
1: walking pad, as
2: far as the walking pad is concerned, I told Stephanie I was waiting for this moment because I knew she was going to get one because she needed one, and I think the other thing she was trying to say too is like Stephanie spends a lot of time on the computer. Not necessarily being disassociated, but in a state where you can't necessarily be like totally embodied all the time. And so like, you know, it is like a little bit of a reflection because Steffi's going out to find those pieces of embodiment, whereas, you know, your life is kind of a practice of embodiment. Um, so just wanting to circle that all around. But I like um, <laughs> that. I like that. But uh the the yeah, I mean, it's all about you know how you wield it right is nothing it can have nothing to do with the patriarchy. It could have everything to do with the patriarchy if you're using the walking pad to make it easier for you to avoid the fact that you're doing what you don't wanna be doing <clears throat> patriarchy <laughs> <laughs> if you're using the walking pad because you need to move your body and stimulate yourself while you're working that's a different thing right like it's a different like bodies everyone's body is different for me like I do my best thinking when I'm driving or when I'm walking and so it's just you know if you are someone who tends to be more fidgety it could be something that's really and you have to work on the computer be a really good thing Um, as far as other things well is there anything that you guys want to say from there as far as other things, you know, <laughs> I'm like, let's go. We're like, let's talk about Pilates and walking pads, and then let's ask Sarah. And you know, Sarah's going to immediately go. You. You're
1: you're in your car. <laughs> you're doing your drive, doing all your thinking, and you're just going to take us right off the road. You?
2: you don't want to know, okay? <laughs> you don't want to know. Um, No, I mean, I think actually this is a good segue (laughs) because Kristen was saying a few weeks ago that she was watching Night Country and something that I don't know, Kristen, if you got to the finale, but it's not going to give away any spoilers, definitely worth a watch. But something that is said in the finale that was said in the very first season with Matthew McConaughey and um, Woody Harrelson Harrelson and True Detective was that time is a flat circle. And they say that in the season finale of um, this fifth, this fourth or fifth season of True Detective, in my mind, in my estimation, it's probably the best season, like narratively, period. Um, the best acting still, I feel like, was the first season of True Detective with Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. But holy shit, um, this I don't good- understand the ending.
1: Did, I didn't get to the I sold two more episodes
2: last. Are we talking about the first season or the fourth
0: season? Oh, we, Flower hasn't seen it, so we can't really go there. Well, well
2: we can't anyway because I'm not giving away spoilers for the people who haven't watched it.
0: I didn't understand the ending of the most recent season.
2: Okay. Well I'll I'll send you a voice maybe <laughs> later. Right. But okay. um yeah regardless the time is a flat circle comment got me thinking because it made me realize and i had this moment of like thinking about this in the shower that um like we're stuck to be repeating the same basic patterns of our lives as we grow and we have the vanity of our minds and our youth thinking that we're gonna we're going to surpass these patterns that are part of our lives And, you know, I remember being like a 12, 13 year old kid thinking like, oh, if I just got older then like, I would do this, that or the other thing. Here I am at 32, still struggling with some of the old wounds that I had when I was that age. And the reason that I was thinking, well, not the reason, part of what all this has brought to me is just, you know, of course, everyone knows here And I think whoever listens to our podcast that I study human design and I, you know, I know a lot about human design and, um, the reason for this like flat circle, this like repeating themes this like archetypal repetitiveness in one sense is because we are stuck in our not selves where like we, we get stuck in who it is that we aren't. And then we keep repeating the patterns of that, um, But it is a very profound statement in and of itself, just like the concept of time being a flat circle and the fact that they used it in the first season. And now in this season, I was like, damn, you guys are good because that was one of those sentences that Matthew McConaughey said that really made you think in the first season. So I wonder what you guys think about this concept of the repeating patterns and the repeating spirals that we fall into where we find ourselves in the same old feelings that we've had over the years even if the uh, general imagery of them has changed it's like the inherent like embodied feeling of them is the same
0: yeah I mean I, I think of I think of the line of who who are you or who were you before the world told you who you were and or the world made you who you became that that to connect with that the, that person from 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 a soul essence is is sometimes very difficult when when sarah like you said that we all have things from our childhood that have molded us and different traumas that make us then react a certain way in a heuristic pattern of behavior that then we carry that on through our young adulthood and our adulthood, that if we feel wronged in a similar way or uh, or, or, or have anxiety or fear in our bodies in a certain way, that we will react that same circular, flat sense. Uh, and, and it, and it, and it does feel like time is, is that way. I, um, and this is a, also a good segue that I wanted to share with you both. I had my first therapy session on Wednesday, the first time I've been in a therapy setting in well over 20 years, full stop and And it's beginning to deal with some of Sarah what you what you just described, because the main thing that I said to the therapist is that I just I want to change and actually change, and I want to actually feel different inside, not go another year of my life carrying all the things that we just discussed that I just am. I'm, I'm growing and evolving and my life may look different externally, but internally I'm up to the same things. I'm feeling the same way inside. And that is the pattern that I want to actually truly break. And, and I think if we admitted that to ourselves, we all have, we all have that inside that were that were desperate in ways to change behaviors or thinking that we've been up to for far longer than we'd care to admit but we don't we don't sometimes know how and we don't know how to get out of it because of that because of that st- that profound line that it just sometimes feels like a flat circle so I'm I'm beginning that journey now and I've had nervous anxious excited butterflies and the therapist described it as when you have to reset a bone and you have to sometimes you have to bring up all of that pain in order to you know to to then re- reset the bone and that that was the example she gave but that's um That's what I feel I'm doing. I'm resetting my bones. I love that. Thank
1: you for sharing that. And I'm, I have been like, I'm echoing all your same feelings. I was literally just thinking about that over the past week, two weeks, how I felt like I was at that flat circle. And I often think about life in spirals and I'm like, I just like, when am I going to spiral upwards like I feel like I've been stuck at this one ring of it for a while and it's incredibly frustrating and you know it's crazy to think that some people are are good with that you know and and I'm just yearning to have that upward motion and so what I'm actually doing is I've committed to 21 days because I'm thinking, I'm like, it just, t- it takes change and committing to drastic change is going to be defeating. And even Kristen, back to what you were saying about like lowering your expectations, like what actually feels realistic? What can I actually, what little wins can I have each day and how can, and and from there it gets to magnify. So I've committed to doing 21 days of doing something very vague for the business instead of going days with having it on the back burner. And so every day I'm kind of checking in like what, what version of that something wants to come out of me today. And some days it's, it's been, it's only been since Monday. So there haven't been many days. It's now Friday. Um, but just having even that little bit of attention and awareness on it and being like, okay, I I did my thing. Like, that's great. And if there's more juice in me to do something else that day, great. But um, yeah, I'm feeling just like that subtle shift is like
0: going to get me
1: off of that flat circle and into the spiral upwards.
0: I love that flower. It's like you're performing therapy on your business, which is an extension of yourself. It's like your own uh, kind of self self led, like like sort of a, a um, an exper- experimental therapy mm-hmm. to shed or shine rather shine light and illuminate places that that you haven't in a while or maybe ever hmm yeah
2: yeah I mean I think that um I love that and it also ties into something else that I was thinking about today which is like you know within these flat circles that a lot of us walk and you will see people who live their whole lives and you leave them for months years decades at a time and you go back And they're still repeating the same patterns reacting in the same way. And I can feel myself. You know, it's almost like it's like after 30. It's like I started to feel myself congealing into that. And I said, No, like, we aren't doing this. There is a value to discomfort. And I want to just to qualify that statement i think that for me like i've spent a lot of time trying to white knuckle my way through things and that is not the type of discomfort i'm talking about it's not like how hard can you work out or how far can you push yourself it's like how much can you meet your edge of behavior so that you're behaving different interpersonally within your the relationships in your life because that's where you know you're getting reflected something different back to you now when you're doing that and that's when you actually start to be able to own who it is that you really are instead of being stuck in who it is that you have defined yourself as because of you know this flat circle phenomenon right so it's like there has to be a change in a way that's uncomfortable in order. And it doesn't, it can't be big. Big is going to traumatize your system. It's going to stress out your adrenals. Like It must be simple. It must be something, though, that is different than the the regularly scheduled programming and what it is that you're doing within your day, within your relationships, wherever it is the work is for you. You know, for me, it happens to be, in my relationships, I realized recently that I'm, I've am i always run away from things because I have an idealistic mind that's seeking like this like kind of perfected state of things. And I've never surrendered myself in t- into kind of the discomfort and the mess of what is. And, you know, instead of being like, I need to address this with a certain person, I'm like, you know, I'm never going to have to deal with them again. So I'm just gonna, you know, be out like, I'm just not gonna, I'm just gonna burn this, burn this bridge and be out. It's like having to actually surrender and knowing who it's actually worth like having this experience with, right? So knowing who is going to be able to hold your transformation while you're doing it in real time, so that you can in in essence like there's a um container for it and so it's like you shouldn't just be trying to do the right thing by everyone in your life because a lot of people are stuck in their own flat circle they ca- they have no awareness there's no awareness there they are on repeat you know they're non-playable characters those aren't the people that I'm talking about about pushing past the edges It's the people that are in your life that are the archetypes of people that consistently come up for you, the archetypes of situations that consistently come up for you that are asking for a different response. And until you make that response different than the way you've made it, the spiral can't happen. You're in a flat circle. So this is, you know, what the like the work now for me is it's like less about being idealistic about like the great grand out there and more about being embodied in my little mundane life and being true to myself within the mundane aspects of my life. And it's a slow fucking roll. I mean, it is really not a fast thing. You know, I can't like do a 40 day meditation and, 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 you know, ricochet my way out of my own bullshit. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's really, it's 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 work. I mean, it is,
1: but it's not the type of work that you think it is. Well, I think this is a good place to wrap up. That was a lot, but I feel like our listeners will get what they need from what the three of us had used on about the flat circle and
0: and that was change. phenomenal. We went from pilates to time is a flat circle (laughs) um
1: typical typical it is typical (laughs) but we yes we love you all so much we hope we hope that you're enjoying this new style of conversational podcasting and yeah if you have any questions or insights and you want to share let us know we might be able to answer your questions and we will see you next time that's it immense gratitude for you for tuning in and as Kristen puts it so
0: well and i just want to say to any listener that there's There's a lot more nectar and juicy honey where that came from.